Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. You are Nani. And I am Brum. Nani's like destroying our hearts mm-hmm. again every week. Nani is has the most impressive trajectory in any human being to take yeah. a concept and accept it, right? Something yeah. new and accept it. And I think that comes from her worldview of everything is made of love and you and me are all the same and we are all from the same God. And Mm -hmm. that's her approach and that helped her reconcile real fast. Also, when they talk about Nani's history, they say that she was like a trailblazer. She started her own business. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure in India at the time, this woman was coming up with her business. I mean, she's what, 90? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the 1940s. 50s mm-hmm. okay the country is brand new and yeah. this woman this little Cindy woman is starting to make her own business yeah that's quite revolutionary yep and so I'm sure she herself likely faced a lot of people saying you know women don't do this and you're going mm-hmm. against what God mm-hmm. wants and blah 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 and your place mm-hmm. in the home and mm-hmm. how unnatural it is so I'm sure mm-hmm. that she has heard a lot of bullshit like that and mm-hmm. she probably is thinking to herself my grandson is overcoming another thing that people don't think is acceptable or you know traditional and now I who am I to say mm-hmm. anything yeah and she says it's only God's plan that matters yeah it was so simple I damn it nanny <laughs> I know <laughs> and Nicholas was so, he was so stressed out about it. And he yeah. said, should I touch her feet? Should I touch her feet or not or what? I love that Nicholas said Hario when he met her. Just yes, like, I just loved like, it. It's the same, it, it's the equivalent of namaste. But essentially he was saying, he was using those words and he was trying to speak Cindy and he was asking, uh, you know, Lavina, how do you say this? How do you say thank you? <laughs> She's like, Thank you. <laughs> Nani, Nani can understand English. She's speaking English. Uh, I loved it. Now, what is the difference between Hariyom and Namaste? Both of them are Hindu. Hariyom is just more cultural than Namaste okay. is more religious. Oh, Namaste, I don't know how to say it. Not religious, really. Namaste is very spiritual. Namaste basically says the humanity in me bows down to the humanity in you. So mm-hmm. recognizing the same in each other. Hari Om is basically a greeting of saying hello. Okay. And it's more regional and it's more in their family. That's what they say and things like that. So it's essentially God's name. Hari is the, another name for Krishna. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. It's taking God's name and yeah. saying, hey, in, in God's name, hello. Basically. Yeah, it's like inshallah. Yeah, it is. It sounds yeah. like it. it. Yeah, except we wouldn't greet anybody with inshallah. We would, yeah. say, but although my parents say inshallah when I ask them for something, which is a passive aggressive mm-hmm. way of saying no. 
if God wills, right? Yeah. Inshallah is God if God wills. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would be like, yeah. can we do? Can I sleep over at my cousin's house next summer? Am I old enough to sleep over at my cousin's house? My parents would say, Yeah, Inshallah, Inshallah, yeah. Beta. we'll see. Yeah, Inshallah, we'll see. which was we'll their see. way of saying, Well, then it's not exactly the same, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but what my parents did was use my religion in a way that was toxic against me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in my hands. It's in yeah. God's. Yeah. If God wills yeah. it, it will happen. Yeah. Um, God didn't will it next summer. So that's what yeah. happened. All right. But yeah. I, I also like that we saw Nicholas's background. Yeah. And she gave Nicholas her blessing right away when he touched her feet. She was like, bless you. She immediately touched his yeah. head and... Awesome. She was over it. She was like, okay, let's plan the wedding. I think she got over it so much faster than Lavina or anybody else expected it. Because I think for Lavina, it was harder for them to overcome it because she was thinking about her mother and the Mm -hmm. families and everything. Mm -hmm. I think Nani's also, you know, old. Yeah, she's at the age where she's like, if I say it's okay, it's okay. Who's yeah, gonna say no? She's out of fucks to give about what people have yes. to say. She's an old lady, you know. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because it, or I think Nani says it was it was a shock. Yeah, and Olivia says, yeah, it was a shock to us too. And Amrit said it was even a shock to me. It yeah. took me a long time to accept it. Right. And yeah. Amrit said this also on Watch What Happens Live. He said, it took me 25 years to come to terms with my right. own sexuality. It's going to take everybody else a lot longer. Yeah. And that's okay. It's not going to happen overnight. And then so Nani says, it was a shock. And he says, yeah, it was a shock to me too. And it was so nice because the other person who's coming to terms with what you've just, the information you've presented them with, you have to give them grace. And yeah. Amrit does that. Yeah. If you think about the fact that Nani accepted it really quickly, right? And Nani... Mm didn't really care about what people had to say. When Amrit was likely coming to terms with his own sexuality, he thought about all of the people around him and what they would have yeah. to say. And yeah. when Lavina was coming to terms with Amrit's sexuality, she was thinking about her mother and all the people that she yeah. would have to face. And then Nani gets to the Nani tier and Nani's like, nobody else matters. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. it's a nice like lesson to learn because yeah. – if we didn't care so much about what other people thought, these things would be so much simpler to and, overcome. Yeah. yeah. And we learned about Nicholas's parents and it was sad. Yeah. I don't want to contrast it, but it was surprising to me that an American family in America would not be as accepting. Even they understand it a little bit more. And have so much more vocabulary than Nani, who probably learned what gay means only recently. Yeah. Well, you know, the evangelicals are a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why. So I have a cousin who is married to a white guy. They've been Mm -hmm. married for 10 years and they've got a Mm -hmm. beautiful little girl. You know, my family's Muslim Mm -hmm. and her husband converted. So he converted to He converted to Islam. And when we see his side of the family, you can definitely feel the tension more so with his mm-hmm. side of the family yeah. than you feel with our side of the family. Like with our side of the family, it was there was a lot of tension leading up to the marriage. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, like she wants to marry this guy and blah, 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 and all this stuff. Right? Like there was all this tension uh-huh. leading up to it. And then once our family accepts it, it's like yeah. we're done. We're moving on. 
we're now going to treat your husband like shit the way we treat each other. Like now yeah. you're yeah. officially part of our family. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. That's, and that's true. That's true for most of us. My husband's cousin, she's married to a Christian and she ran away to get married to him mm. because she knew her parents weren't except she came back. And once the ma- wedding is done and everything, there's nothing they can say anymore. And they're like, okay, fine. And now they're like, they're perfectly fine. They all get along. Yeah. Everything is fine. But also, she converted to Christianity. Her kids are all have Christian names and they're all Mm -hmm. Christians, right? So, but my, our family doesn't care anymore because once the wedding is done, it's sort of a moot point. Yeah, because the wedding is really the tense part of it. It's like, how are we going to present this to the community? But with with my cousin, her American in-laws give her husband a harder time accepting the fact that she's married, he's married to a Muslim Pakistani girl than our family gives her for her marrying a white guy. So it's interesting because it seems like with Nicholas, and Amrit is kind of the same thing, right? Amrit's family accepted it with a little bit of hurt, a few hurdles, but they accepted it. I, and yeah, Nicholas's but I don't know if Nicholas. It's yeah, but I don't even know if Nicholas's family's issue is necessarily Indian versus American. And it's more gay with our communities. It, once we get past a thing, mm-hmm. once we're past, like the hurdle itself seems really difficult. But once mm-hmm. we get past that hurdle, we yeah. don't look back at the decision that we've made. Right. We're done with it. We're moved on. You're you're we're now a part of our family, and it's done. Whereas yeah. I feel like maybe because evangelical churches and everything it's so embedded into american culture that i can understand why sometimes accepting that your child has done something outside of the norm of your church Mm -hmm. is a harder pill to swallow even after they go through it so i don't know i just i thought it was interesting because nicholas is you know we don't think about it from that side Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. when you're a Daisy. We almost, we definitely look at a lot of American life with a lot of privilege and freedom to do whatever they want. And mm-hmm. we often think of our own culture as being really tied down to what the community says and what people think and blah, right. blah, blah, which is true. But we, I never think about it for somebody like Nicholas. Yeah, but also our issues are more community driven mm-hmm. than it is how people think of us and what a community think of us versus what God thinks of us or That's what religion they, we don't care so much about that we all have like in our culture I'm not saying in religion Islam versus Hinduism yeah, but yeah. in our culture the AC culture whereas you know Islam may be differently experienced by Pakistanis versus Saudis right so yeah, yeah. that's not what I'm saying but in our Desi culture religion is a very personal experience your yeah. relationship with God is a very personal relationship and not a community experience the celebrations maybe the culture maybe the fun maybe the parties maybe the dancing maybe and all that but the true re- uh, connection with God is your personal experience and that is all that matters and in the issues of where two cultures come together it's issue of what will people think is a bigger issue mm-hmm. than what will my priest say or what will my church say or what will my yeah yeah for sure temple say or whatever yes that's true Mm -hmm. also the concern of what people will say is driven by religion Mm -hmm. because they think that everybody else is super religious and so if their child steps out of line everyone is going to look at them like oh they were the bad parents that couldn't raise good muslim kids when guess what everybody else's muslim kids are just as bad as your muslim kids (laughs) 
it's not that serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it is, it's all yeah. kind of, it's all like that. But I just loved it. I, we sometimes forget that these conversations are still difficult for Americans too. Yeah. It's not always, yeah. it's, we're not the only ones with overbearing parents who are always disappointed in this. All right. I know. <laughs> um Aww. Do you think I text you like Anisha texts Bali? Yes and no. Anisha was texting like a, a word. If she has a sentence as five words, she was set, pressing send after every word. I don't think you do that. But um, I think we both text similar, which is okay. basically <laughs> basically we start a sentence, we end it, and then we jump subjects matter. So when we yes. text each other, it's like verbal woman. Like I have five things to tell you <laughs> and I'm going to send all five things one after the other and not wait for your response. I'll see your response when I see your response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank God WhatsApp lets you reply to a message so that I know right, what to reply yeah. to. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so we saw Vishal and Reshma get together and have lunch. Let me tell you something. Those two are so fucking awkward. Like, is Reshma not the most overbearing, awkward person on TV? She is. Here's the issue. I don't see Reshma's relationship with her husband. Like, we see mm. Lavina's relationship with her husband. We don't see a lot of the other women's relationships with their husbands either. Dharma and Mike. Dharma and Mike, we see a little bit. Do we see a lot of Anisha's parents together? No, not because really. Chitra doesn't need anybody, okay? Okay, yeah, Chitra is a, a goddess a, on her own. Yeah, she has. she's very complete all by herself. Yeah. And I think Reshma may be that way too. But at the same time, I feel like I don't know Reshma well enough. Mm-hmm. If she could, she would take that damn test for Vishal and make him <laughs> pass it. But she's like trying to push this boulder of Vishal into this business because she knows that he will not apply himself to anything else and get anything done. She wants him to have a career. So she's trying to push him into the family business or her business. And I don't think Vishal has the aptitude or the drive to do it. So she's struggling with it. And the way they both went to lunch and they sat down and they put their phones in for better relationship into the box and all of that it almost felt like are you on a date with your son you're not on a date with your son <laughs> right Let's it was so yeah. creepy it was so and weird she and was like, she was like you're shivering you're shivering put a blanket put on you blanket on you're shivering put a blanket like, on you what is this what am i watching it was so yeah. cringy and I couldn't quite yeah. put my finger on why it was cringy. See, thing, if Dharma did that or if Lavina did that, would you feel differently? Like Lavina saying, Nicholas, do you want your tilapia? Do you want your protein? It feels no, motherly. Right. When yeah. Reshma does, hey, put the blanket on, put the blanket on, put the blanket on. It doesn't feel mother. I don't know. It felt awkward to me too. It was so why. awkward and I don't know why. And I'm going to try to explore why it makes me feel awkward. But my feelings are my feelings. Okay, my feelings are that Reshma is just she's awkward and Vishal is awkward and watching them sit and have this lunch and be on for the cameras. I was like, yeah, you guys aren't like this in real life. Like when Lavina is with Amrit or Chitra is with Anisha, I believe that relationship. I believe Dharma and Brian together. I believe Raj and Monica. I feel like they banter like that and they talk like that at all times. Yes. But this conversation felt awkward. 
Like I it feel was. like a normal conversation between Reshma and Vishal would have been Reshma mad that he hasn't finished his certification yet yes. and yelling at yelling at him. Instead, she was being nice and asking him nicely, and he was making excuses. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, oh, that that's not it. normal. A normal mother would be yelling at you right now. Yes, that's exactly it. Also, it's odd that Reshma had this blow up with Lopa at that happy hour, and we have never seen. What the conversation was with yeah. Lopa and her son following. There was no this. resolution. There was no resolution after that. It's, it's too phony and I don't care yeah. for it. And Vishal yeah. is like 35 years old, still works for his mommy. His mommy yeah. is telling him how he should advance his career. Like I can see why Richa hates him when he's in Miami. She probably yeah. only likes him when he visits her in Memphis or when he's hanging out with her friends. But yeah. it doesn't I can see why when Richa is with Vishal and his his parents, why yeah. she's so turned off by him because yeah. that's really unattractive. Yeah. Especially with a mother like that who is like please put a blanket on. And again, we we talked about why she's probably that way, which is because Vishal grew up as a sick child. He had Crohn's mm-hmm. disease. He was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. all these reasons why she probably is an overbearing mother, but my God. Yeah, that may be cringe. And and the other thing was Vishal kept saying, I'm going to buy a house in Memphis and I'm going to buy a house in Miami. And Anisha kept saying, you should move to Memphis. You should buy a house in Memphis. And he kept saying Memphis and Miami, Memphis and Miami. I'm like, you don't have to buy a house in Miami. You can have your own company. You could have a branch yeah. of your business in Memphis. Just move out of your family house, go and live with your girlfriend or marry the damn girl and just move in and live your life for a couple of years. Mommy is still going to be here for you. It's very She'll be waiting yeah. here with the blanket. Don't worry about it. It is very <laughs> strange that, yeah, you know, because Richa has said, if you want to do the gender swap thing and mm-hmm. you can stay home with the kids and I can work, I'm totally fine with that. And Vishal Mm -hmm. says he's fine with it too. But I think that's some of the conversation that we're missing here is like, why hasn't he moved to Memphis? What's going on there? Why are they long distance? Why has he remained in Miami? Because if you, if if your career, I think think Reshma doesn't want him to do that. Yeah. I don't think Reshma wants him to do that. So she's pushing him to have his own business and his own money and his own career because she doesn't believe in him staying home. Yeah. Yeah. But she's also not enabling him to do so by smothering him. Let him go. Well, also before the show, we did learn that. Michelle went to LA to try to become an actor and it didn't work out. So I think Michelle knows what happened there. Right. Yeah, exactly. Who knows what happened there? Exactly. So, yeah. All right. Well, then Brian goes on a date with both of the Monicas. Michelle shows up too. And we learned something new about the Benny family, which is that Dharma and Mike had to elope Mm -hmm. because of the family expectations of what you have to do. And Brian said something interesting, which was the Indian thing is you constantly have to feel like you have to prove your worth all the time. Mm -hmm. That is a very dicey thing to constantly feel the pressure of the community and how you will prove yourself. Mm -hmm. That's, it's a heavy burden that I didn't realize that I carried until I started going to therapy in my thirties. It sort of fades away a little bit when you hit, like around 35, 40, mm-hmm. the pressure goes away because now you are going into auntie dumb. Exactly. So you 
it's happening. So now you are off the hook, but your younger cousins are on the hook for that. Mm-hmm. So now, now the pressure is on them, and you sort of you get you get a break from like forty to about fifty or sixty, and then after that, it's a question of are you going to be the proper auntie or not, and are you going to pick <laughs> on the little little guys? I know you were going to say, and after that, you just die. <laughs> yeah, after that, <laughs> after that, you catch some dick and you die. <laughs> <laughs> and you die and you get some dick on the way that's about it <laughs> yeah yeah no but you're absolutely right I think that that's so true because yeah I'm, I'll be I'll be 36 in a month and yeah. I think that that's definitely where I am now where I'm like who gives a shit what everybody thinks you know like over the July 4th weekend, we mm-hmm. went to visit my, I had all my cousins visiting from out of town. We hadn't seen, we tried to see each other once a year and obviously we couldn't last year. Mm-hmm. So everybody got together, uh, vaccinated at my house. My cousin who is older has a 16 year old. And when she was packing to come to my place, she was like, oh, you know, Sophia, her daughter is really concerned about what is she going to wear? Cause she was like, look, mm-hmm. all my daughter wears is crop tops and mom jeans. And I was like, okay. And she was like, well, is it okay if Sophia wears that to your house? I was like, yeah, it's okay for Sophia to wear that to my house. What are you talking about? Yeah. Of course I don't care about that. And she was like, well, I wasn't sure because, you know, everybody from the family is going to be there and I wouldn't want her to feel blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Mm. no, I I totally understand 10 years ago if she had Mm -hmm. asked me that, I would have thought through of – well, my mother-in-law is going to be there. And And will she be offended? Will she be offended? And this time I was like, literally, it doesn't matter. She could wear a bathing suit to my house and I wouldn't give a shit. Like, she can wear whatever she wants. Whatever she feels comfortable in, we don't care. So I totally think that you're right about that age thing because because Brian's not there. Brian's 29 and he is concerned about what people think Mm -hmm. um, about the fact that he's with this super hot, super successful daughter of doctors, Mm -hmm. doctor herself, Monica Shaw. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you something. We said it last week. Yeah. Brian's going to fuck this up. He's going to fuck this up. <laughs> he's getting ready to do it. He's going to fuck this up because he's uh, he doesn't see himself as a good catch right now. And yeah. we come to why. We learn yes. why. Yes. And there's very valid and that was shocking. But at the same time, he is he shouldn't. And he should be okay with harm making more money and people asking and it was like so telling because everybody kept asking monica Shah, what are you doing with brian what attracted I you know. to brian they kept, and like... i could and they kept showing brian's face every time all these guys were asking her that and she was like laughing and blowing it off but he you could say that it was bothering him that they kept saying why would a doctor go out with him a young kid who doesn't have enough money and doesn't know where he his direction he was just partying last week and i know you know but also like how 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 much more rich do these people need to be because brian pulled up in a maserati at that dinner at the end so i was Mm -hmm. like maseratis are not cheap cars so i don't understand how much richer people need to be is that uh one of the patel's rentals (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> Did he borrow it? Oh <laughs> like, we don't know that. We don't That's know. We don't know true. their personal wealth and where they stand. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he's working in IT, he's mm-hmm. making good money mm-hmm. at 29. Yeah. But who knows? But now he's yeah, not he's made, because we find out that he's unemployed. <laughs> and he hasn't told anyone. He hasn't told done. anyone. But he decided to reveal it on a television show. Yeah. Brian. 
Stop winking at the camera and go get a job, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Now all of that makes sense where every single time he would meet up with somebody, they'd be like, how's everything going? And he'd be like, you know, Q4. Q4 Q4. is stressing me out. Q4. There was never a Q4. (laughs) (laughs) There was never a Q4. You oh, lied to us, Q- no, Q- no, it was Q4. They looked at the looked at the bottom line. They looked at the top line, and they were like, "Oh no, McCann <laughs> afford Brian. Yeah. Bye, Brian." <laughs> he got the Q4 cutout. Yes. They, they crunched Poor their kid. numbers in Q4 and decided. Listen, listen, no. Brian. If you're listening, this happens to all of us. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. Dust it off and keep looking. You're in IT. You'll get something. Yeah, IT baby, send me your resume. Better. I work in IT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send me your resume. My husband works in IT. Don't hire you. <laughs> Hello, we're two brown people. We know lots of people that work in IT. <laughs> <laughs> oh Brian um I did think that there he kept bringing up this thing about you have to talk about the financial compatibility thing yeah is that something you had to go through not really I That's think like a very old to... school daisy thing yes yes but I, that was bothering me until he told me that he doesn't have a job <laughs> yeah. which in case that is a financial compatibility that is a very stark compatibility where if he goes and meets with uh Monica's dad and he says how's your job and he tells him oh wait I got fired I don't have a currently have a job but I do want to marry your daughter yeah that would not go well <laughs> yes it's like try again go back out put your resume on indeed and then try again next week <laughs> that's what her dad would say <laughs> so i think when they'd say financial compatibility i think he was thinking about the fact that he didn't have a steady paycheck <laughs> yeah yeah that's true at yeah. that dinner monica keeps saying you know you just know you know you know mm-hmm. do you know, you know do no. you know do but you know? like all I kept thinking was twenty five thousand. Did you know? No, did you? Did <laughs> you know? You know? You know? You know? <laughs> and he didn't quite know for a while, and then he was like, "Oh, now I know." <laughs> Brian, you idiot! God, you're so beautiful. Shut up. Go get a job. Okay, get your shit together. Yeah. <sighs> Would you want a hundred thousand uh, dollar ring, though? Is no. that a, a reason? <laughs> I don't think she asked for a hundred thousand dollar ring. What is okay? But also, like every girl has a checklist, and some of the things on her checklist are bananas. Yeah, right. But we don't actually mean them. But I think men just take things too literal. I don't know. I didn't have a checklist. Now I'm regretting it. I could have. <laughs> I could have asked for a hundred thousand dollar ring and then seen what I get. I didn't even ask. I didn't show any. I didn't have any checklist. I was like, don't smoke. And he oh, okay. quit smoke. And he quit smoking right away. And that was it. I was like, okay. You were like, he's Prince Charming. Yeah. <laughs> he quit smoking for me overnight. So Oh well, that's uh, really nice. Yeah. Wait, that's so crazy because that was something my, that attracted my mother to my father as well. Mm-hmm. Is she said, Daddy quit smoking for me, cold turkey. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, okay. God's never quit anything for me now that I think about it. <laughs> But you did get a ring. I did get a ring. You got a honker. I did get a nice big fat ring. Yeah. It wasn't (laughs) $100,000. We still have a mortgage to pay and kids in daycare. So like, (laughs) I live in New Jersey. My property taxes are too high. But um, when I was 19, I once made a list. It was 
two pages front and back of all of the things that I wanted. And it had all kinds of stuff, but I think almost every single thing on it, my husband Uh does meet, Uh except for one thing, which was, is a good dancer, Uh doesn't necessarily have to be like a great actual like. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about like some Rico Suave shit, mm-hmm. but just like actually just enjoys dancing, even if yeah. he's not the best dancer. Yeah. My husband, when everybody is dancing in the dance floor, he is not in the room. <laughs> he's like not a dancer at all. Mm-hmm. That was the only yeah. thing. Yeah. That's a small thing to give up. It's fine. Well, yeah, he didn't ever give up smoking for me though. So fuck that guy. <laughs> Does he smoke? No. So what? <laughs> But he didn't give up anything for me. (laughs) He didn't even have an addiction that he could give up. I need to get addicted to nicotine and then quit for Turkey. That's what you should ask for. So 10th anniversary was a ring. 20th anniversary, he has to get addicted to something and then quit for Turkey. (laughs) Can you pick up meth around our 15-year anniversary so I can make you quit it at 20? (laughs) Uh, uh, I loved so this cool. meeting with Dharma and Chitra at the oh, at Chitra's so house. Yeah, their interstitials and their uh, interviews are also so hilarious. So funny. <laughs> they are so good. They're so good. They sometimes remind me of uh, Candy's mom, sisters, and Bertha, and all of them sitting around <laughs> talking. Yes. Yeah, they're just talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that that's i could definitely see that also they're talking about fasting for a purpose and stressing out constantly over their kids and just like yeah only using religion to serve themselves (laughs) they're honest about it yeah Yeah. they're like totally honest about it like we can use this to fix them we can use religion to fix them (laughs) And you can tell that there's an age difference because Dharma is still at the point of still worrying yeah. about her kids. And yeah, Chitra's yeah, yeah. at the point of like, fuck my kids, they're fine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Plus also, Chitra has so Chitra has two older kids, right? Yeah. So they are already out of the house, all okay. done. Anisha is the youngest and Anisha is living her life and Chitra doesn't care if she has her vibrators on. She just doesn't want to walk in on them, <laughs> on that. But she's fine. It's like the, the last kid syndrome. She's like, uh, whatever. Yeah. I did I did good with two. Yeah. I love when Chitra's like, you know, I've learned that our kids are independent. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Our kids are mm-hmm. different than us. They're more, they're, we're all evolving. And then she says, they're much more intelligent than us. And then she says, no, no, no. Actually, yeah. no, they're not more intelligent than us. <laughs> we are intelligent. <laughs> and Dharma, and then Chitra, uh, Dharma's like, at least now with the kids at home, I'm of some use. And Chitra's like, I'm always of use. Always of use. <laughs> I love her. Uh, I um, know. I see why Anisha is the way she is. She's got her mother's personality. Yeah, and she's yeah. gotten her mother's personality at the point where her mom said, "Fuck it." Yes, which is really important. That's a great time when your mom has finally gotten to the point where she says, fuck it. And you can actually have a great relationship with your mom now Mm -hmm. because she's not constantly telling you to do what you should be doing and what you need to be doing and how you're disappointing her or whatever. All of that is done and gone. So now you can actually relax and have a good relationship with your mom. Yeah. I have an older brother who got married, even though I'm the youngest in my family, my older brother Mm -hmm. got married a year before I did. And then Mm -hmm. after I got married, 
my brother, who is still single, my mom has a totally fuck it relationship with him. Yeah. And so they're super duper close and he gets away with all kinds of shit and they have yeah. all kinds of jokes with each other. And it's because yeah. she's just at this point where she's like, I got rid of two of the kids. Yeah. I guess my batting, my bat- she's like, my batting average is great. <laughs> Exactly. I don't need to. I did above average, and that's all. I was aiming for average. I got above average. I'm okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Dylan and Anisha go to a sex shop where – did you notice that they're selling Lisa Rinna's book? No. Yeah. Really? Dylan said that there was a guide called How to Give Mind-Blowing BJs. Oh, wow. I didn't notice that. I was too focused on the uh, on the lesbian who was trying to hit on Anisha. <laughs> Trying to sell her the toys and telling Anisha, you can take this. This is not too hard on you. This is going to be too strong for you. She was like, are you sure you can handle this? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I love that Dylan came in with the measuring tape. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, why? Wait, but also, for what other reasons, Dylan? Dylan, you're listening. Dylan, what other reasons are you carrying around a measuring tape for? Why do you just... <laughs> Like I imagine like, that, like when Dylan opens up his glove compartment, there's a variety yeah. of things. Just obviously, there's the uh, Jack what masala. is in Dylan's? Yeah, what is in Dylan's glove compartment? Okay, Jack part? masala. Uh huh. Measuring tape. <laughs> um, a ring light for good selfies. Yes. Nail polish. If you notice, his nails are always done. Yeah. And uh, coconut oil for his hair. Because that's beautiful head of hair. Yes, that's a beautiful. Head of hair. <laughs> There you go. We nailed it. Dylan, let us know if we did well. (laughs) I love when Jethra is talking about the sex toys and she's like, it's not like she's in high school where I'm like, why are you wasting your time with these toys when you should be doing your homework? See, that's that's also such a daisy mom thing to say. It's like all they care about... All they care about is feeding you and getting you through all the schools and getting you (laughs) well-educated. And so the, the the three things that Daisy moms care about: feeding you well, yeah, getting you through school with high grades, yeah, and getting you married. That's it. And if they are two out of three, and the third one is not quite happening, and now they're in the fuck it stage, fuck it stage, <laughs> then she's fine. Exactly. She's like those are the three things that they care about, and that's all they care about. They don't care about anything else. But also, I just love that she's like, if you've done your homework, I don't care. <laughs> If you've done your homework, you can play with the vibrator. Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Chitra. I, lo- I do too. She's awesome. I'm so happy we're getting a lot of Chitra this year. Yes. I think we didn't get enough last year. I think this year we're getting a lot of her. Have you seen that. when Anisha posts like Chitra's posts of oh, wisdom? Oh, yes. Okay, yes. Chitra does wisdom. Now she's doing wisdom posts like, you know, Joe Gorga, <laughs> but except Joe yes. Gorga's make no sense. <laughs> But Chitra posts these like little totkes, we call them, like little yeah. little pieces of wisdom. Yeah. And whenever she does them, she does it in her sort of like, I don't know, she's got the most uh, unique voice, I think, for other people. But for us, she's yeah. got this very authoritative auntie voice that yes. I am obsessed with. And then she does her little thing. And then this is not a visual medium. But if you watch the video, she does the thing with her hand where she kind of Ends the thought with, how do I describe this, Arthi? Like, sort of like a twist, a hand twist. A hand twist. Yeah, and like, it's a, it's like a hand twist and a full, it, it, it's like a full stop. Like a full <laughs> stop. 
like your palm ends. It's like a hand twist that ends with your palm in the other person's face. Yes. And the best way to describe the feeling that gives me is as if Chitra is saying like, take it or fucking leave it. This is what I have to say. Go That's fuck yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's like, this is, this is a fact. And I have said what I need to say. And I'm done. I'm done. That's what it is. It's like, I'm done. I'm done. Full stop. Full stop. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fact. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Then we have Friendsgiving at Bali's house. Mm-hmm. This episode, she looked gorgeous. That blue on her oh looks my God. so good on her. That Ramona blue it looks is so beautiful mm, on her. It is Ramona blue. You're yeah. right. Yes. Very daisy Thanksgiving with mm-hmm. toklas and turkey, samosas, <laughs> and vegan yeah. treats. I was like, yes, this is how we eat. It was a Friendsgiving. Nobody sat down. Everybody just put piled on the plate and they were just standing around, walking around, talking. It wasn't a sit down proper. Let's be yeah. thankful Thanksgiving or any of that. It was Which actually, like- if you go to like a proper Thanksgiving dinner, even yeah. even yeah. those are like this because there's too many of us to be sitting down at a table and eating. Right, right. So we're just... Our, our gather- yeah, our <laughs> gatherings are too big for a table. We don't invite just enough members Never. for the table. No. That would mean that just our family alone would sit around the table. It's If we invite somebody, it would be just one more family. That's never going to happen. There's always three or four families. Yes. So the gathering is always 20 plus. Of course. And there's no way, there's no way we can sit around a table. It's paper plates, if, if at all. <laughs> or the corningware. <gasps> or the corningware. <laughs> Depends. The elders get corningware because yes. respect. Yes. The youngsters can fuck it and take a proper <laughs> paper plate. You can double up the paper plate, but you are not getting the corningware. No. No, yeah. unless your ass is in the kitchen later doing those dishes, you take mm-hmm. the paper plates and go fuck yourself, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm literally right now in the process of planning how I can expand my kitchen and make my dining room smaller because we never use our dining room. I can see that. Yeah. You've been in my house. Yeah. I just want to get rid of the dining room because Mm -hmm. it's just a dumb fucking table there that barely ever gets used. Mm -hmm. The only time it's used is when there's people over and we never sit around it. We use it like a buffet table. So you just want to knock off the wall? That That wall is gone. Oh, that would make that room so much bigger. The kitchen would expand. Yeah. You could turn the, uh, yeah, you could turn the. And you know what? I'd much rather have a giant island in my kitchen. Island, yes. You could take the island and turn it around 90 degrees. And then people would gather in the kitchen, which is usually where they gather. Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Thanks. So at this Friendsgiving, Monica and Nisha are getting along. And that sort of freaks out. Vishal, he's like, they're both talking to me right now. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I think that if everybody gets along, then everybody has to pay attention to the fact that Vishal is their hot mess friend. It's not actually (laughs) anybody else. I think that's why he's so freaked out. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. He changes. His personality changes when Richa is not with him. When Richa is with him, he gets all nervous because he feels like he needs to behave a certain way. I still can't quite figure out who Vishal is because I don't think Vishal knows who Vishal is. Yeah, that's true. And so instead he just like, you know, he does like party tricks, like taking Mm -hmm. off his shirt and being annoying. Bali tells Monica that she hung out with her dad and she wants Mm -hmm. to take her dad on a date. And we learn that Monica's mom is single also. Yeah. Monica says she's weirded out by the thought of her parents dating other people. Yeah. Monica, you're like 30 and your parents got divorced when you were like 
in middle school yeah something like that and your mom has been dating from what bali the way bali was asking she's still she's still single right she doesn't have a boyfriend she's yeah so she's like it almost seemed like people know that her mom has been dating at least yes i also got that but it seems like mm-hmm. monica monica is just she's too closed off and too childish and maybe she'll open up by season three but i don't know mm-hmm. everything she does really annoys me yeah I may have mentioned that once or twice on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) She needs to get over her mom and dad being separated by now. And she needs to move on. I mean, and we are only seeing two years of her life. I mean, this has been going on for how many years now? Yeah. She needs to move on and let her father have some company. If her father needs company, he needs to start dating again. I know. And move on with his life and not be stuck with living with monica yeah at this rate monica won't move on because she needs to worry about her dad and take care of him you know the other thing i noticed about monica is Mm -hmm. monica and raj if you notice even like when they showed their little diwali get together Mm -hmm. they did diwali it was just monica and raj at home and they just cooked Mm -hmm. a little bit of food or whatever and i've not really looked enough at monica's social media to figure this out yeah but out of all of the families of aswanis are the most uh i'd say like the least rich yeah they seem like the most like middle class of the families and so i wonder if monica has sort of this other chip on her shoulder of like everybody around us is like super fabulous and rich and everybody's families are together and so i i wonder if that's why sometimes monica comes off as a tryhard, which then makes me feel like poor thing yeah and you don't want to feel bad for her (laughs) i don't know i think she needs to just grow up i think she hasn't she's still uh stuck in middle school yeah and i think but i think she's also stuck in middle school because of her own insecurities yeah then they play a dumb game that makes everybody nervous but it seems to be Mm -hmm. fine i will say one thing monica did that was kind of insane was she killed the dog in fuck (gasps) mary kill yeah i was like are you a sociopath i was thinking that and then this afternoon when i was trying to not pay attention to work <laughs> while yeah. i was working i was thinking about the chala and wondering what was the freak accident that he died in and i was like oh maybe he hit a big tree then a small tree maybe he had been <laughs> drinking and then i was like it's too soon i'm making fun of someone's pet girl okay and listen. that was that's a pet and uh, maybe it's too soon and then I was like and I was judging Monica for killing the dog and here I am making fun of T'Challa's death within a day or so well I'm not making fun of T'Challa's death but I will say listen guys listen that bird has been dead for a long time okay what I think that bird died a long time ago Uh and if anything you know big Chris rolled over and poor T'Challa got in the way I think the other uh, the other conspiracy theory was that Big Chris fed the bird to the sharks in the tank. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's so dark. Okay, <laughs> that wasn't my theory, but what my theory was that Monique conveniently dropped this information the week that Potomac is coming back. Yeah, you know, like come yeah. on, you yeah. old Maybe just he's died. not dead. Maybe he flew away. And she's trying to get some sympathy. Maybe he's in my backyard. I should look out. T'Challa, T'Challa, if you're there, come back. Come back. I'll take care of you. I wouldn't throw you in the shark tank. I don't have one. I don't trust Harold with T'Challa. No, he would be so kind. He, okay. He's fine. He's fine. He, he carries around a little stuffed bird around like it's his baby. And we can't even mouth. touch him. 
in his mouth, but he doesn't. <laughs> we cannot touch it. We cannot squeak it. We cannot do anything with it. He's so he just holds on to it at all times. He's just such a he loves anything small and tiny to play with. Okay, <laughs> I'm concerned. T'Challa is dead, and I'm scared for him. <laughs> <laughs> this hypothetical where Harold and T'Challa become, no, but Bella become, would probably kill him. Cup. Oh, no, <laughs> Bella would kill him. Bella is like you're annoying. Oh no, Bella is very cold when it comes to these things. Harold is not. He's such a. He's just loud, but he's actually a very. <laughs> well, well, in that case, then R.A.P. T'Challa. But also, yeah. I think that Bert died a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> But also, Monica, you killed a dog. But also, Monica, you killed a dog. Now, if you were giving your friends a bag of a surprise gift, would it be a Ganesh or Xanax? How about both? Why not both? Why not a <laughs> Ganesh that you yeah. can pop open the top of it yeah. and it's a little pill box and inside yeah. of it is Xanax? Xanax, yes. And then you go to jail for yes. giving your friends control substance. Yes. Yes. By the way, it reminds me, I have to mail a Ganesh to our friend and listener, Gunkulandi. Okay. He has, he made a special request. He's like, oh. can you send me a Ganesh? So I have one here that I'm going to send it to him, which reminds me that I need to mail that to him. Okay. But yeah, it's a good luck thing. That's sweet. I have so many Ganesh all over the house. Elephants, Is that a South them. Indian thing or just an all Hindu thing? It's a Hindu thing. It's a lot more in South India than it's North. But um, yeah. Ganesh is just good luck and you're starting off on your journey. It's like everything about Ganesh is good luck. So we just give little, tiny little Ganesh. We, You will see that if you see a Hindu's car, sometimes they'll yeah. have a little Ganesh stuck to their, in the, on their dashboard. Yeah. It just brings good luck. It's cute. Yeah. Also, I liked speaking of South Indian when Chitra's like, South Indians, we don't fast because you're too angry. <laughs> that is also true. South Indians, we don't fast. We don't yeah. fast. We will do like, we call it fasting, but really it's like lighter food. Like it's what? Like, it, like we, we would have like um, puff rice, poha, you know, mm-hmm. but we will not have like proper cooked rice and we will have like very light food a little bit of food in the morning and uh, fasting would be that we don't have a proper meal, but we have like the dosa or, <laughs> or something. delicious. Yes. So it's not even fasting. It's like having a, a what you would have as your evening snack. We, we call it different. Have that instead. And that's it. And you know, that's what we call fasting. South Indians yeah. don't fast so much. I love it. It's like I'm fasting, yeah. but my fasting is I'm only having tapas today. Yes. <laughs> no, the fasting. Yeah. The fasting is like you're having less dense food. It's like light yeah. on your body and things that your body can digest yeah. faster. Just like grazing on a charcuterie board all day. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. But- <laughs> it sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, that's it for Family Karma. Yeah. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.